millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh. We've established that I don't often say that loud enough, which is why I think I need to get a sign. But anyway... Welcome, welcome, friends. We finally have a guest for you. Today we're here with Allison Wynn. Would you like to tell the people anything about yourself? Hello, like she just said. I am Allison Wynn and friend of Sarah and new to the rest of you all today. (laughs) We love to see it. We've been friends for, what, 20-something years? Middle school. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is there's a long backlog of embarrassing stories. Our friendship could drink, so it would be at least 21 years old. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, you know what? Um, just for funsies, I have all these like magnetic photo pockets in my fridge with random pictures from various phases in my life. And I just happened to... Uh... Not that one. That's... Okay, yeah, just keep Rachel and you. Don't... don't... <laughs> So, yeah, oh, this is hard to do. Allison, and then me, and then that's our friend, Rachel. I love it. From uh, high school tennis team. The nerd tennis girls tennis team at East Liverpool High School. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I I love it. So how's everyone, how's everyone doing on this fine, what is it? Wednesday, yeah, it's Wednesday. We always record on Wednesday. I don't know why I bothered to check my Fitbit. Fine. It uh, stopped raining for like the first time in days. I thought we were gonna like you know float away on a river. I love it. Although I think that might be that weather might be heading down this way, which has me greatly concerned for Halloween. Yeah, it is supposed to rain this weekend, which is not ideal. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We can still still enjoy ourselves, even though this episode is going to be coming out after Halloween. But that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm trying to be sensitive to like not say anything time specific because of the delay. But I, I have uh... a little bit given up. Yeah. Because we also have streams that are being released in real time. So I feel like that kind of offsets it a little bit. Like any weird one week old things that we say are put into context by the fact that we are on stream like three days later in real time all right so would we like to dive right in friends i have some i think fun questions for today but of course i think they're fun i wrote some of them yeah 
Okay, cool. Uh, first one. <laughs> I'm great. So at I'll this. make a motion. <laughs> I was staring at the document. And was like, oh, you said a thing. Yes, Seconding I the motion. Um, yeah. So you always hear a, a lot of times boomers. You hear boomers being like, oh, like swearing, like swearing is unattractive. Like you know, something that only like lowly people do. So what do we think? What do we think? Do we agree with that? Is swearing attractive? If yes, is it only sometimes under certain circumstances? The, if the way you talk doesn't have variety, then it's not attractive. If that's like, like, if that's what you're relying on to convey your message, then no. But if it is just like a colorful part of the way you communicate. Yeah. Then I, I, I'm not saying it makes you attractive. I'm just saying like. Yeah, I think it's yeah, annoying it's, it's... if it's like you can't get through a conversation without it or it's like every other word mm -hmm. i don't know i think sometimes it can be kind of attractive and i will do provide mean... some fun examples <laughs> do you mean attractive as in like somebody that you'd be romantically interested in or attractive just as a person that you like to hang out with i guess i would say probably romantically gotcha I don't think either way it would matter to me. I don't think it makes you necessarily attractive just because you do swear, but I don't think it makes you lowly if you do swear either. Yeah. Fair enough. Brixie, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I feel like kind of along the lines of what Zach's saying, I think if there's anything that you overuse, whether it's a swear word or just using the same annoying phrase over and over, like, it's going to be irritating. Mm-hmm. Swear words to me are just words, so if you're peppering them in too much, then it, like, loses all meaning. Yeah. But I also feel like they're great for adding effect in certain circumstances. Oh, yeah, no, if you if you know how to pick your moments very well, that's a like, point in your favor. I don't a ton. <laughs> <laughs> but when I do, it's because I'm trying to really emphasize something, you know, and that's why it has impact. It's like the effects on PowerPoint. Like... Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're relying on for the quality of your powerpoint is the effects that the slides come in on it's gonna be a terrible powerpoint but yeah, it's actually like, this such is a really fun way to think slide, about it so like it. but i also kind of think um the other way like a person that refuses to swear or is like offended by swearing that could be unattractive yeah no i'm not about that i'm yes. not about someone's like moral high ground where yeah. they're like better than you because they they'll say like dang it instead of damn it or whatever no, none of that. And and in that way, it can be cringy. If, yeah. Like, if I ever hear anybody say, like, bullcrap, I just, like, no. like, it, it's like nails on, it's like, if if, if you're not going to say bullshit, then just leave the animal out. Of yeah, it. or just Go say it's BS. Yeah. Like, nonsense. Garbage. Yeah, nonsense. Like, like, there, there are some very cringy substitute words. That... Yeah, I hate those. Ugh. Yeah, no. Um, I don't know. The thing that kind of, like, made me think of this question is because, like, again, you know, a lot of people will say, like, oh, it's not, like, swearing isn't attractive. Like, it's unbecoming or whatever. But, um, I am thirsting for Luke Spiller on main again, which is fine. <laughs> again, still, 
continuously perpetually perpetually yeah um allison band guy i like <laughs> lead singer of the struts lead singer of the struts but i was listening to a strut song and there's like there's um god what's the song it's the song dirty sexy money there's um uh always a phrase there's always a phrase in the chorus with swears and like and you know i'm listening to a song i'm like that's hot and that's why i thought of the question because people are like oh swearing isn't attractive but then things like that i'm like that's kind of hot i just yeah. feel like it's a special case oh please go ahead allison no go ahead sarah <laughs> <laughs> that's our very like small town Ohio. No, 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 you. <laughs> well, I mean, just to that point, um, I feel like it's almost a special case in music because I feel like most of the time, at least for most music that I've listened to, it's not like constant swearing like a lot of people might do a conversation. And I feel like a lot of musicians are good at using it to emphasize, especially like in chorus. Yeah. Like in courses. Um, so I just feel like it's a little bit different when you're talking about it in, like, the context of a song versus a conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Someone also made this, like, I think back when I was on, like, Tumblr or whatever, somebody made a supercut of, like, every time David Tennant swears in, like, anything, and everyone in the comments was, of course, you know, thirsting for David Tennant, and I can't say I didn't agree. So, also that. Just, you know, Is kind it... of a thing to put out there. Has anybody seen the King's Speech? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that that swearing scene added so much effect to the movie. It because really one, that was it, a great movie. Oh, it was a phenomenal movie. The scene was funny. Mm-hmm. It, it it added so much character to yeah the dude king. I don't remember what he was at that point. Mm-hmm. But like that was a good example of it. Um, I would agree. Th- there was like maybe one or two other moments in the movie where somebody swore, but certainly not to that effect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's it's about how you use it. Yeah, I would say like, I, definitely about like that. That scene made comments. the movie better. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, I don't know. I guess my like overall answer to like the first part of the question, I would just say yeah, if you're picking your moments well. Yeah. Because again, like you know, sometimes especially if it's like. I'm thinking of this mostly in the context of characters, because as we've established, I am always simping for some character in something. This is just who I am. But, like, you know, characters who don't like, or, like, any kind of person who doesn't really like, who kind of, like, keeps it clean for the most part, and then, like, you know, you're in a real serious situation, and they finally, like, you know, drop an F-bomb or whatever, you're like, whoa. I think there's one really important thing here that we're overlooking the perceived attractiveness of the person regardless of the swearing correct because i think if you already find the person attractive Mm -hmm. then you might see their swearing as like endearing or badass or whatever the context is yeah but if the person you don't think is attractive it's like oh they're so trashy you are completely it's like golf yes swearing is like the golf of language correct Uh, (laughs) that's such a funny way to think of it (laughs) <laughs> because I was trying to think, like, what's the commonality in all those situations? Oh, they're, like, attractive yeah. actors, attractive singers, famous people that we already look up to and think are attractive. That's why they're famous. Mm-hmm. But if we're thinking about just average people in our everyday lives. That's a totally different thing, I feel like. Yeah, so I guess average everyday life, probably not. But if I already think the person is hot, yes. 
So it's it can um it can enhance attractiveness in certain contexts. Yes. For somebody who is already attractive. Correct. But perhaps have the opposite effect for people that we do not see as attractive. Yeah, pretty much. Super hot, but all they knew was like f bomb this. Like they knew no other parts of speech. Yeah, okay, that's not hot. (laughs) So it can't just be, like, constant even if you do already find them attractive. They have to be attractive and know to pick their moments with it. Yeah. There has to be a balance. I dig it. Yeah, so I guess that sort of covers the, like, only under certain circumstances and what are those certain circumstances kind of addendum I had to this question because I put it in like two bullet points I mean there could be other things to add to that like like I've said before I can just keep talking about anything for like hours if you'll let me well I mean we're only 12 minutes in so have at it (laughs) 12 minutes in and three things scheduled so yeah oh I could just let me know and I'll keep filling time I always got more to say I try to cut myself off so I don't go overboard the floor is yours so I started thinking about like different contexts because we're not really thinking about context, like the workplace versus like if you're in a school or like around your family members or with friends. I feel like Very people true. who know the appropriate context in which to use it. Correct. That matters a lot. Like my parents swear, but still it would feel weird if I was dating somebody who swore around them because I feel like that would make a bad impression. Yeah, I, I mean, I also think even within that, it kind of depends. Like, neither of my parents are going to care if, like, I've been seeing a guy and I bring him home and he drops something and he's like, oh, damn it. Like, you know. Yeah, but what, like, an F-bomb? That's a bit much. Yeah. Although, frankly, every time my dad, like, pr- tries to give me grief for swearing, I remind him that he accidentally taught me the F-word when I was, like, five. I mean, he was uh, working on something in my Grammy's garage, and he hit his ham- his thumb with a hammer, which, like, valid response. <laughs> but I do, f- anytime he tries to be like, language, I'm like, listen. Valid response, but you still did that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think my parents would actually judge a person, but it's just, I don't know, it just feels wrong somehow. Yeah. I will occasionally lightly swear in front of them, like I'm testing the waters, even though I'm 36. <laughs> and they used to every once in a while, at least like jokingly, be, like you know, scold me. But I think they've kind of given up now. But it still feels weird. Like I, I don't know. See, for me, it's it differ. It varies with my parents because my parents are separated. When I'm with like my mom, my sisters, like we swear, like there's no tomorrow. Like that's I love all that for is. you. But when it's like my dad, I really don't. Unless I'm, like, really emphasizing a point and it doesn't happen often. Like, he's heard me swear, but very rarely. Um, so I more hold that back. It's funny. My mom, like... Special occasions. It's My mom's kind of weird about it sometimes. Because, like, sometimes I'll, like, you know, I drop something and I'll, like, you know, say, what, say whatever. And she'll be like, oh, Bridget. But then other times, like, she drops something and she's like, oh, fuck. I'm like, Kathy! Double standard. Yeah, it's weird how that seems to, like, never go away, though. Like, I think I'll be, you know, 20 years from now still afraid to swear in front of my parents. 
yeah. not afraid, but like hesitant, yeah. I guess. Yeah, no. Fun things about being an adult, but still technically someone's child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but I think it it's basically going to this point of whether or not they, you know, the swearing makes them attractive. Mm-hmm. In general, I feel like there is something to it regarding knowing how to read a room yeah. and know when it's appropriate to swear. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I think a person, even if they're otherwise, like, very attractive and the swearing, like, enhances that, if they don't, if they're not, like, aware enough of their situation to know when that's oh, not yeah, appropriate. Oh, yeah, no, that Im- immediately done. Yeah. Yeah, that will just, like, tank their attractiveness. Correct. Yeah, so and I again, I'm just, special. like, the person I'm thinking of in all, every single one of these circumstances is Luke Spiller. I am trash. <laughs> it's fine. I guess I'm just envisioning like a generic potential person to date is what's in my head. Valid. Generic, uh, like the generic red flag person from uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was a fun discussion. It was very fun. Good yeah, stuff. I actually started to listen to it a little bit the other day and it's like it just weirds me out hearing myself and I'm like, okay, I got it. It weirds me out too because one, every time I... Because, like, I have to listen to them to see, like, where I need to edit, like, if I need to edit things in, like, actually on the video file. So, like, where I need to do that, I need to make sure I didn't miss any links to, like, put in the description where we talk about something. So I, like, listen to every single episode and the whole time I'm just like, I hate it. It feels so strange. It does. And every time I, like, look at the video file when I'm editing it, I can always see that I spent 90% of the episode, like, looking at the viewfinder on my other screen to make sure that I'm still in frame, even though I know I have the frame set up so that I can't leave it. But I'm still just like, what if I'm out of frame? So the whole time I'm like editing or like doing any kind of video or sound editing, I'm just like, look away. But I can't because I need to see and hear things. Yeah, like I think I've said before, I I pretty much always, like not always, very often forget that we're actually doing a podcast and we're being recorded. Good. That's what we that's what we <laughs> want. Like, it's more fun that way. And I'll sometimes later remember things that we talked about and be like, wait, so was that actually part of the podcast that was recorded or something we were chatting about before or after? And I honestly don't remember. It does start to blur together after a while, but it's fine. <laughs> anyway, swearing. <laughs> yeah, actually I was gonna move on. Yeah. Okay. You I, added I this it. question, and I need to know where on earth you found it, first of all. I was randomly looking, and I thought, this is such a stupid question. Like, it's ridiculous. Would you like to share? <laughs> um, and the, I'm gonna read it, um, like, verbatim. Because this is, I just copied and pasted it. This is not my wording. Have at it. Um, it's another question about attractiveness. So fun little theme for us. Yeah. (laughs) Will bracelets make you look more attractive or not? What? (laughs) That's so open-ended. It's that is (laughs) the most like vague and not specific and random thing. I don't think 
such a small piece of jewelry far away from like your face, which is generally what most people are focusing on when talking about attractiveness, is gonna change anything one way or the other. What oh, if somebody has me. a fetish? Okay, well, I mean, mm. it probably <laughs> does they exist. See you just go like right for the wrist. <laughs> Just with the amount of people that are on this planet, gonna guess it's out there. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's it's a dumb question, obviously. It's but at the same time, like, like, it really made me kind of think, though, because, like, bracelets are one of those things I just don't really think about. Yeah, no. I, like, hardly yeah. ever wear, and I hardly ever wear anything other than my, like, Fitbit anyway. Which, like, I'm really not counting on this to give me points one way or the other. It's a Fitbit. Yeah, yeah my smartwatch is on the charger right now, so I feel, like, a little yeah. bit naked. But, I mean, I don't really wear bracelets, so I don't really think about it. And I don't really notice other people wearing bracelets. Yeah, that's not something I really notice. Like, I've, if someone's wearing jewelry, the things I'm going to notice are probably, like, earrings and, like, necklaces. Yeah, because why would you look at people's wrists? Like, why is that your first... Oh, that's a really weird exactly. one. Maybe if you oh, want to... That is where cologne goes, right? Like, you can, uh, yeah, like... Um, by the pulse. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't actually know that was the reason. Continue. Unless we yeah. are... Unless you didn't have anything else to say. <laughs> you're supposed to put it right there and then behind your ears. Like, right... Kind of right there. Because when your blood pumps, it kind of... Huh. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Well, now I know. I do that every morning. I spritz it on my wrist, do that, and then do that. Nice. Just like my mom taught me. Aw. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like the only jewelry that's giving people points in my book is, again, things framing the face. Because when I was in Salem, um, last week, I saw a guy wearing, like, a pearl necklace, and I was like, that's hot. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, have I ever seen a pearl necklace? It's kind of like, that's a thing that's, like, taking off on TikTok. Eyes and pearl necklaces? Yeah. So specific. <laughs> I know, it is. But again, we've we've established that I, I like pretty boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was very much here for that. And again, that's something I'm going to notice way more than if a guy has, like, you know, like a silver bracelet on or whatever. Well, I noticed that Zach usually had those, like, silicone ones on, but um, but that's also because he usually has his wrist like that. But, you know, like... Yeah. yeah. But other than that... Yeah, I don't think it makes you, like, look different either one way or the other. Well, like, but I feel like I, I almost do notice it more because it doesn't seem super common. I mean, like, if someone has a ton of bangles on, yeah, I'm gonna notice it. The secretary of our department wears a ton of bracelets. Noreen Mazarowski, love her. <laughs> she is an amazing human. We but, stand like, she, like you know multiples on both wrists and they clang when she moves her arms and i just don't understand how that's comfortable like that would drive me insane yeah no but, although you know, i kind of get how people have like their own little jewelry things that they're fine with because i don't like wearing bracelets but i'm sure like i wear dangly earrings all the time when i'm not like wearing headphones for the podcast and i'm sure that drives some people nuts but i'm fine feeling them like hitting into the sides of my face like at random <laughs> points during the day <laughs> As long as they're not super heavy. I've gotten a few pairs where I'm like, this is heavier than it should be, and this is uncomfortable, but, yeah. Apparently there's a random thought. There's a type of, like, earring back 
that like really helps stabilize it so it's so like really like stuff that has like a lot of like jewels and stuff mm. not as heavy thing to consider mm-hmm. anyway getting sidetracked because i love dangly earrings <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know it's necessarily attractive, but, like, definitely when I notice people wearing bracelets, it really makes me think about it. Like, what what draws people to that? How is it comfortable? Yeah, I usually the- don't wear them a lot, because before, like, on the occasions when I would wear them, like, I have some of the, like, Alex and Ani bracelets that have, like, little charm on them or whatever, and they're nice. But, like, whenever I would wear them, I would wear them on uh, my left wrist, because... I'm right-handed, and when I most of the time when I was wearing them, I was in, like, high school, and I would have to be, like, writing all day. But now I, like, don't want to wear them because it conflicts with the Fitbit. There's already something happening over here. There could be one thing happening. <laughs> I almost feel like bracelets are kind of, like, they're extra. Because, again, people aren't really looking at that part of your... Yeah, I mean, if I notice that someone has, like, a really nice outfit put together with, like, matching jewelry, like, matching, like, necklace, earrings, bracelet, I'm like, that's nice. Like, good on you, friend. Very well coordinated. And it also suggests to me that they're doing it more for themselves, you know? Yeah. Than with other people. Yeah, this is more of just, like... Like, this is for me. This isn't to get style points. And I mean, things you do for yourself can definitely, like, still be earning you points in someone else's book, just depending on what the person likes, but... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I just just feel like... question. I feel like bracelets are more, like, personal thing that's more for about, like, just for you Mm -hmm. than something like earrings or a necklace would be. Yeah, and I don't know, and I mean, like... Maybe if someone does just find a ton of jewelry attractive in general. Like, maybe? But, yeah, I don't know. This is such a dumb question. We've spent minutes of our lives talking about this. This is the whole point. (laughs) Was the question asked by somebody who owns a jewelry shop? Or a jewelry line? (laughs) Well, you think that they would have been like, yes, they do. Correct. Um, It was actually some site where they just had, like, a list of, like, stupid questions for debate. And most of them were pretty standard, you know? Like, probably ones that are already on the list or that have already been addressed. Mm -hmm. But that one was one I had not seen anywhere. And I thought, what? (laughs) Where did it come from? Right? Like... Was this just, like, one person's idea where this would be fun to talk about? Or did people have an actual debate about this? And if so, why? I feel like the case where people have had an actual debate about this, it was probably a bunch of girls after a night at the club. Sounds about right. Because there are some... (laughs) Brooks, have you ever watched that video... Where it's, like, it's just Jenna Marble showing everyone her favorite TikToks, and one of them is, like, these girls fighting after a wine tasting, and the girl who's recording, like, can't keep a grip on her wine glass, and it just spills everywhere. Yeah. And you can, and I I think Julian says it in the video, you can tell that they're arguing about nothing. Just nothing. But they're so invested. I know the video you mean. I think we watched that one here once. Yeah, no, and I will, I will link that video and put the timestamp for the specific TikTok that I'm talking about, but yeah. 
We've all been there. <laughs> I'm saying it was a choice. Yes. <laughs> yep. Where's my like... choice? Knocks over wine glass. Oh, man. All been there. Yeah, I mean, this one I have, like, I, most of these I can talk endlessly about, but I really got nothing much. I mean, I can always make stuff up, but nothing worth anybody hearing. Not that anything I've already said on this topic was. You know who <laughs> might find bracelets attractive would be some sort of con artist or thief who was looking to steal fine jewelry. If you had a nice tennis bracelet, then he would find you attractive. Mm -hmm. That's cool. <laughs> this is very true, but only attractive or... in the sense of to steal from. Yes. Well, but but attractive mark. But like yeah. what you're wearing on your wrists means a lot. Like if you're somebody who's into fitness, then looking at Sarah's or Bridges or my wrists might tell you that hey, maybe they keep track of like their physical activity throughout the day. That can be an indicator. So like it can play to different groups. Yeah. To be sure. I love my Fitbit. Um, it bullies yeah. me into exercising cuz I don't want to disappoint my little wrist robot. Yep. Amazing. All mm -hmm. I need. All I need is a box to, like, check off, and suddenly any task becomes so much more appealing. Just because <laughs> I get to say that I have done the task. Gamification. Literally, I was I messaged the two of you literally yesterday morning. I was like, it is amazing how much I can get done before 11 a.m., if it means that the rest of the day is just going to be uninterrupted, guilt-free video game time. And it was, and it was, and it was fantastic. I think I played Elder Scrolls for like five hours yesterday. And that's what I'm going to be doing once we're finished recording tonight, because I am once again addicted to Skyrim. That's been out for a while, right? Oh, it's been out for like ten years. It is still a good game, yeah. though. I, I was just excited that I knew a thing about video games. Yo, me too. The most I could ever relate to that, like I was in high school, and it was like the arrow to the knee thing. Yeah. And that used to be a thing for a it while. used to be an adventurer like you. <laughs> I took an arrow to the knee. Again, a very memeable game, because there's definitely like some cringe lines and some pretty annoying NPCs, but God, it's so fun. I, I have it. literally never played it once as bridget could tell from the one time we played a video game together i'm not good at them i showed her a game and then like, oh you showed me team fortress was, yeah and the next game she was better than me like <laughs> thank you i think that was the only time i've been even slightly proficient in a multiplayer game setting which felt good i'm not gonna lie as a person who, pl who just plays a lot of rpgs felt good to be like publicly competent i was like all right i'm just gonna follow you around <laughs> okay i can i will try not to like steer the talk into video games because then i'll just be the only one speaking yeah oh man that reminds me we should all just talk about running because now we have three <laughs> go ahead <laughs> i have i have yet to play support role in... <laughs> go for it oh no just just you know messing with you 
Well, I mean, I'm sure it's going to happen at some point, because again, I haven't been support person in an episode yet. We'll get there. We'll it's get okay. there. It'll happen organically. Okay, I like that. It can happen extra organically if you two, like, conspire in the document without me. Okay. <laughs> been questions. Just, like, just pick an episode that's, like, you know, weeks from now, so you're not looking that far yet, and just insert, like, three or four running-related questions. I was actually curious. I was, like, like, were, was there such a thing as running hot takes? And so I, like, Googled running hot takes, and it was just, like, hot takes that keep, like, reappearing throughout, throughout oh. the time. Just, like, running hot takes. I was like, no, 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 like, hot takes about running. Interesting. I feel like there has to I be was, some it, combination it, of words you could find. There has to be somewhere. To find actual hot takes. Oh, by the, speaking of hot takes, by the time this episode is airing, we will have officially entered No Nuance November. Oh, you just say your hot takes without explanation, and that's oh. it. That's a new one for me. Yeah, that kind of was one of those, because you just said a thing and then didn't provide context. I do my best. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that just started on, like, TikTok last year or something. Oh, with the kids, I see. The youths. <laughs> yeah, the youths. Of which I am one. You're on TikTok, that my counts. Fellow youths. I am on the TikTok. That's what I call them, too, is TikTok. How do you do, fellow kids? Yes. Yep. I... When I was living in New York and I, like, had a house, I, like, went outside one day and there were kids on my lawn. And I was like, get off my lawn. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no. Official old man status. <laughs> it's, like, such a joke when you're younger, but then when you get a little yeah. I get it. I, yeah. Okay, here's I the don't... thing. Finding kids annoying does not make you old. Kids are annoying. But caring about the lawn, I think, is an older... Yeah. Okay, yeah, the lawn is an old person thing. I will give you that. But, um, children in public spaces. Less of those, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's my, there's my uh, hot take for no nuance in November. Children under six should be allowed in fewer public spaces, and dogs should be allowed in way more. Mm. And cats on leashes. Do you Maybe think either of your thing. cats would accept a leash? No. <laughs> generally normalize more pets in public places. Yes. Because eventually when I move out of this place and I can legally have reptiles, I'm going to take get a beardy and I'm going to take my beardy everywhere with me on a leash. Yes. Oh my god, you should get one of the beardy leashes that has like little wings so they look like an actual dragon. A dragon? Oh my god, I'm totally gonna hang out at your house all the time when you have a beardy. It's gonna be great. I forget the name of the morph that I want, but it's bright red. So it'll be like a bright red. Oh, you sent me pictures of that! That looks sick! Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm the one who, like, inducted her into the cult of reptile ownership. That was my picture, doing. Picture me in the future walking down the street with a red lizard. <laughs> just... I... Love it. My dream. It's my dream. I already have one. I shouldn't even say this in a public forum. I already have one illegal. I don't think. I don't think anyone who 
matters in this context is watching watching this podcast. It's fine. I doubt it, but it just feels wrong to say. No one's gonna know. Whatever. It's fine. I didn't do it on purpose. I did not know he was not allowed. Oh my god. <laughs> That's important to point out. This is true. This is very true. How did you find out that he wasn't allowed? Um, because when I adopted my current cats last February, they sent over a copy of the pet policy just to have me fill out the new cat's information. And yeah. I had to skim it, you know, I didn't need to read it. I was like, I already signed this. It's just to provide the, their names and stuff. And uh, I, I was like, I'll skim it anyway. And there's a section that says like, no reptiles with the exception of turtles, I believe is what it says. I just know turtles. Yeah. Because turtles are less threatening. <laughs> well, I mean, people are always like... one of my favorite animals, so I dig it, but... I've never heard of people being weird about of... turtles. I have heard of people being weird about snakes and lizards, so, like, I guess. But also, stop being weird about reptiles. They're awesome pets. Yeah. I mean, technically, Harley is venomous. Technically. <laughs> so, I guess... Technically. He's also <laughs> a foot long and has a mouth, like, that big. He's like 14 inches now. Okay. <gasps> Big boy! <laughs> so proud. And he's literally never tried to bite a human in his life, so. Love that. He couldn't even hurt you if you wanted to. Good to know. Love to see it. Yeah. Not that I was even afraid in the first place. I love him. Oh, yeah, he's terrifying. Sweet boy. Such a sweet boy. Miss him. He's a delight. We love him. Anyway, um. Now that we've veered off into snakes. That's pretty common. Yeah, more content that only the two of us can contribute to. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so I found this thing, um, I found a screenshot of this Tumblr post on Reddit, because Tumblr itself is a hell site, and I don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> so here's, here's the post. Um... Post by this account, Linguistics, y'all. Fun name. Um, where does your tongue stay when you're not speaking? If you're an English speaker, it's behind the top front teeth. If you're a Russian speaker, it's on the bottom of your mouth lying flat. And then there's comments about, like, I just con consciously checked and tried to make it lay flat, but no, it's seriously at the top of my mouth. I don't like this. But why? You can't give info like that and not give a why. And I want to discuss, as uh, non-linguists, as lay people... Why do we think this is? Well, first, do we think it's true? I'm pretty sure my tongue stays at the bottom. Yeah, I mine's have, behind I the top front teeth. Well, I mean, Bridget, you're the only one that speaks both Russian and English, I'm pretty sure, so... I have a theory. Equipped. I have a theory. Assuming that this is true, which I'm going to assume otherwise it's not gonna be fun to talk about <laughs> um most of the sounds that make up the english language involve your tongue coming into contact with the roof uh oh we had a little video I'll cut be... out there it's fine <laughs> um but most of the sounds that make up the english language involve your tongue coming into contact with either the roof of your mouth or your teeth and then in Russian, like, there's a, definitely a lot of hard consonant sounds, but there's quite a few more vowel sounds that kind of... 
I don't know the like proper order of vowels in the Russian alphabet the way that we are kind of instinctually trained to say like A-E-I-O-U. But I don't know that. Embarrassing myself a little bit here. Um But yeah, no, like just a lot more like really open vowel sounds in Russian. So I don't know, that's that's part of it. And also there's one really weird vowel sound. It's not an I, it's not an E. The only way I can describe it is like it's a sound that one might make when you see something that disappoints or you're like kind of over it. And can you use it in a word? I yeah, I'm trying to think of a good um so this is the Russian word for first. Uh the one I'm talking about is at the is in the second syllable. It's bedovly. It's the e. Oh, she's ugly. Oh, she's ugly. <laughs> so yeah, in um yeah, just a lot of Russian vowel sounds kind of like come from further back in your mouth than things do in English, I guess is the best way I could describe it. I briefly, t I took one linguistics class as part of a, not even linguistics, it was like anthropology with like the smallest side of language thrown in because we were talking about cultural anthropology or something. But there was this cool chart that like, it's like six different boxes, it's two by three, and, um, god, how do I describe this? It's essentially, like, where along your, like, mouth and vocal cords different sounds come from and how it, like, changes in different languages. So, like, for um, Spanish speakers, native Spanish speakers and native English speakers, like, the E sound comes from, like, different places, like, in your mouth and vocal cords. Cool stuff. Um, so that's essentially what I'm, like, where I'm basing everything just like the way you make sounds in english versus in russian so would arabic and hebrew speakers have the same thing where their tongue would rest on the bottom since they have Quite the guttural possibly i feel as though that would probably be the same and maybe even to like and like maybe it's even like slightly different cuz there's there's um it looks like an X, but in Russian it's like a, a really hard H. Like in English, they kind of write it out as a KH. So like, um, Russian word for bread, chleb. It's not quite as like far in the back of your throat as like, um, similar sounds I've heard in like um, Hebrew and Arabic, but it's similar. The Welsh don't believe in vowels, so no, I No, they don't, and, um, <laughs> the Polish barely do either. Yeah, yeah. So you would assume, based on that theory, that they're bottom-of-the-mouth people. Oh, right, top-of-the-mouth people, sorry. Yeah, that's actually what makes the most sense to me, like... What... Yeah. I feel like it's all based on, like, what kind of sounds you have to make. Because again, in, like, in Polish, it's so many, like, it's so many consonants. Actually, I watched this cool video once about this guy. He was, um, he's, like, a vocal coach for Hollywood. And one of the things he was doing in this video was he was, like, breaking down, like, 
how did this person, like, how well did this actor do at portraying this exact person's accent? And there's a word for it. It's like, there's some kind of word for, like, the exact accent that a single person has. Can't remember it. And I'm, I watched this video a while ago. I feel like I'm gonna sound like I'm just making stuff up. I swear I'm not. I will link all of this stuff. But he was talking about, um, I think the movie was The Social Network. And he was talking about how Kate Winslet was playing, um, this woman who was, like, um, uh, native Polish speaker speaking English. And he said her accent was really, really good, but the thing that gave her away was that her jaw moved too much. Because apparent, um, Kate Winslet, the, uh, started in theater, so, like, you know, trained to kind of keep things very open, very projected. But if you are a native Polish speaker, because there's so many consonants, you really don't need to move your jaw all that much, like, when you say words. So, like, that was the thing that, like, gave her away as not a native Polish speaker, even though she was doing a very, like, convincing job of, the of like, uh, performing the accent. Interesting. Cool thing. <laughs> Seems vaguely relevant. <laughs> I feel like this is one of the most intellectual arguments Especially coming on the heels of a discussion about whether uh, bracelets make you attractive, this is, uh, this is something. You know, we gotta we gotta show the people our range. Yeah, and I mean, technically, we reference we were referencing some actual research last episode, so I think we we're doing quite good. True. Yeah, we do get a good uh, spectrum of. I dig it. Yeah. Stuff. So now that I've um, ranted, does anyone else have any thoughts that they would like to share on that? I know I do have the advantage of being the person that speaks Russian and English. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, it just bothers me that um, there's not any sort of like citation. Like, is this just a an observation that they have made themselves based on just talking to people like anecdotal? Or is there actual research on this? What? Yeah, I don't actually, know, actually. Right. I, I will scroll. Please continue. What I would love, I would love to talk with somebody who moved from a country like um, Saudi Arabia or Iran or Russia um, to a place like Spain or the States where the, the language that they primarily be using changes like how your mouth works and here how how digested for that oh yeah i should talk to my old russian professor because she's like she's been in the u.s for a really long time and like speaks english hey how have you been where is your tongue yeah right super weird question would definitely send the image for context but again just interesting to think about like if you spoke both languages fluently like what difference would it make if it makes one because yeah. I most certainly don't speak Russian fluently. I can vaguely sort of get by sometimes. See, of course, when I read this and first thought about it, I mean, the first thing you automatically do is close your mouth and think about where your tongue is, right? And I don't know if this is just a me thing, but I don't have a choice. Like, when my mouth is fully closed, my tongue has nowhere to go. It is clamped in. Apparently, like, that's part of it, though. Like, you don't have a choice based on the way that like the muscle develops as you're like learning to speak because like there you know there are some like how in some languages there are sounds where it's like if you don't learn to like make this particular sound when you're like young you, you like pretty much have no chance like the german word for i think it's like squirrel or something Imp almost pretty much impossible for non-native speakers to pronounce. I like cannot even attempt it because my like mouth simply will not. So like things like that. Yeah. But I mean like it is both on the bottom of my mouth and touching the back of my teeth because it's like there's n <laughs> there's no one or the other. See, my tongue is like glued to the top of to like the roof of my mouth. Yeah, same. Like that's where it rests, which is weird because it's like fighting gravity but that's the, I, I, I feel like that's what it's talking about like it feels yeah. like it is fi like if for native like since we're all native english speakers kind of anecdotally providing evidence for this like because almost all the sounds that we have to make involve pushing your tongue against either your teeth or the roof of your mouth the like muscle develops in such a way that like your resting position is going to defy kind of defy gravity Like I literally have to think about it and consciously push my tongue down. Yeah, to and it's and I don't like it. It's it is, weird. It, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, and again, do we know what we're talking about here? No, but that's why I put it on here because I thought it would be fun to talk about as people who don't know why. I do have extra bone in the bottom of my mouth, so that might be why. I'm um... sorry. What? <laughs> Uh, I forget, there's like a, a medical term for it, but it's from grinding my teeth. Like, if you okay. grind your teeth over a long period of time, you actually build up, like, extra bone along the, like, inside of the bottom of your mouth. 
I grind night tea. It's pretty weird looking. I mean, it's um, it's in pretty extreme cases. Okay. Yes, that um, it went unnoticed for so long before I finally got a night guard like six years ago. Uh, but by then it was pretty, it was pretty bad. Too much disease. Yeah, if it gets like really extreme, they actually have to do like surgery and chip bone out of your mouth. Mine's not that bad, but yeah, it's insane. Uh, Don't like that. But it, yeah. I mean, you can actually see it. I'm not going to show people right now, but you can, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's very unfortunate when I have to get x-rays because those little bite wings they put in your mouth, they're Ooh. not designed for people. Ouch. So, yeah. Those are already yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. And as a as a person who had braces, dealt with a fair amount of those. Yeah. Yeah. So it might just be a me thing. You know, people with this similar, whatever the, the name of it, I can't remember. It has a, an official name. Hmm. I'm sure all of the random linguistic things I'm saying definitely have some official name. Oh, yeah. But I don't know them. This would have been a good question for Stephanie now that I think about it, but I don't know if she's that yeah. type of linguist. She gets all the language-related questions. She does. <laughs> I lo I absolutely loved that, like, proverb she told us about, like, reading Mandarin. It's like, start from one side, and if you can't start from one side, start from the middle. It's like, well, yeah, you're gonna have to start somewhere. <laughs> makes it sounds so fun reading mandarin like i don't know we just kind of like you know guess and yeah you know it's probably fine massive massive props to anyone who is not a native speaker that chooses to learn mandarin wow that's a lot mm -hmm. very impressive um anyway okay we've been going for like not quite an hour i think we can do more stuff even though i don't have anything scheduled oh. or anything written down does anyone just have a thing they would like to say it doesn't even necessarily have to be a question just a topic should we circle back to hot running takes do we have any we said it would be organic this seems like have at it friends <laughs> i mean controversial stances on running perhaps it's so bad i'll see well, I'll say this, I, I love to run, but I, I've never been, like, involved with, like, a community in any extensive sense, so I don't know how, just how hot my takes are, or if I offered them and then everyone was like, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm going to preface to saying I'm not offering any hot takes. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't hmm. think we have enough listeners that people are gonna come after you in the comments i okay so I'll, I'll say this i dislike running downhill just as much as i do running uphill i think there's actually support for that i ran yeah. cross for a whole year in college one whole season and but the coach was really talented he's actually been within a few minutes of the boston qualifying for the olympic trial really so he's done Boston a couple times, including when the, the bombing was that day. But he said the oh hardest God. part would be the downhills. It wasn't like heartbreak hill, the uphill. It was like the With downhill because they're hard on the shins. Yeah. Yeah. He like my my perfect running like slant. Like it can be downhill, but it has to be like single digit degrees. Like once it's over, like like so subtle, I don't even notice it. That's 
that's okay. That might even be better. But like, like downhill, downhill. No, absolutely not. I'm afraid I'm gonna like fall on my face. Tumble. Yeah. I mean, you already have so much momentum going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just ran a, a race last month where, like, I'd never even been near the, where the route was or anything, so I knew nothing about it. I don't like to look at the map in advance. It makes it more fun, you know? And there was a hill that was like... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> I was convinced I was going to bite it. And just, like, I could just see my broken face. Oh, no. <laughs> You know, it's the kind of hill, like, where your feet just feel like they're slapping, Yeah, you know? Yeah. That was terrifying. Like, why do people want this? <laughs> I have heard that the Roanoke Marathon here in Virginia is the hardest marathon in the country. There's, like, four miles that are flat. Everything else is either uphill or downhill. Like, it's so hilly. Like... Hate hills. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Like... Like, where I live, it just is all hills. Like, I'm either, if I'm running, I'm either on the nature trail behind me. That's the other thing. My my dislike of hills sort of falls away when it's, like, a hiking trail. Because then it kind of, like, you're almost expecting it, and I'm a little more okay with it. But unless it's a hiking trail, I'm driving to Washington and running on the mall. That's about as flat as you're going to get. Um, and... Yeah, I I feel like it depends on the context because I was running out of park here, it was a few years ago, and it was a trail I'd never been on. And I'm just running and it, everything looks normal. It's, you know, maybe like this steep. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like this dead drop off, like literally. <laughs> like, I'm glad I saw it the last second and stopped. And I was like, how could anyone possibly run down this thing? You'd have to like yeah. jump, you know? And then a group of what I'm assuming were like high school cross country runners, like a bunch of guys just went and ran up it. Like it was nothing. And I'm like, how? And then I just felt, no. Nope. Yeah. I don't know how they defied nope. gravity like that. It was amazing. That's so terrifying. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. Do you guys do anything to get yourselves like hyped up before a run or do you just open the door and go? I just do a lot of speed and Coke. <laughs> I did it. Oh, you heard it here, folks. Time. <laughs> I prefer to interpret that as speed and Coca-Cola because I feel like those would be a really, uh, you know, yeah. quite a combo. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it would probably upset your stomach. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen speed Coke. I just think like putting Pop Rocks and Coca-Cola or something. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a way to, um, you know, get yourself energized too. Have some Pop Rocks and Coke and chug it. And then you set the bathroom five miles away. <laughs> like go. <laughs> but no, I don't think I do anything to get no. No. Okay. Do you guys listen to music or no? Physically cannot used to. ride my bike unless I'm listening used to something. To. I used to until I moved to my current location last January. And I don't know why I just decided to go out, I guess, exploring without headphones to kind of have better situational awareness. Hmm. And then COVID happened. So I was like, oh, I need extra situational awareness as people. And now I just really like it. I'm like, it's kind of nice to just be hmm. my own little world. Interesting. <laughs> there are too many worms up here for me to want to be alone with my thoughts in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so... 
constant well, constant noise. I cannot even do a, like a five minute drive without having music on. And I always need to have something on when I am. That's my cardio. My cardio slash legs is cycling. So I can at least relate in the sense of cardio that involves your legs. So. Fair. Yeah, no. There, there needs to be noise. And also, every time I'm on a bike trail and I'm going downhill, I'm like, this is fun now. But I'm going to have to go back the other way. <laughs> But also, it's kind of nice when I'm going up a hill and I'm like, Jesus, this sucks. I'm like, wait, it'll be really fun the way back. My controversial. Oh, good. No, I was just agreeing. I feel the same way. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like, oh, that means I have to go back up it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my uh, my controvers- controversial running opinion is that, I mean, I like running outside, but I prefer treadmills. Oh, no. Same. Unpopular. <laughs> Sarah, secretly oh, no. a serial killer. <laughs> I just hate running, so I prefer treadmills. <laughs> like, I have a treadmill in the basement, and I have like a forty-two inch TV on the wall, and so I can just like run forever and watch binge watch Netflix while I run. And so, and then when I do want to do like hill workouts, I just set the like you know the incline and you know adjust it as needed, and so I don't have these unpredictable hills. Same thing if when I want to do speed intervals, I just push a button to speed up and slow down. It's very consistent. I don't have to go outside and get out and sweaty and get my shoes dirty. I don't have to worry about allergens in the air or random annoying people stopping at intersections for traffic. <laughs> See, I have going anywhere. a like one of those bike trainer stands in my basement. And I love ri- like I love riding outside. It's awesome, but I gotta say. It gives me so much less of an excuse if I don't have to, like, get my bike out of the shed and, like, you know, do a bunch of stuff beforehand. If I can just put my workout clothes on and go down to the basement and have no excuse whatsoever, I am much... What the hell is calling me? Oh, we love robocalls. Um... <laughs> is it your car's extended warranty? No, it's just something that says spam risk. Um... But yeah, no, I like it gives me so much less of an excuse to be like, well, I guess I can't ride today, you know, too much prep work or like, you know, the weather doesn't look so great. But I, I do love, I love riding outside. It is nice. But again, not having the excuse makes me much more consistent. I have my rower for indoor anything. Happy nice. with that. But I could never keep the time or pace that I keep outside on a treadmill. I would literally go insane. I like last so last week I ran I I ran like 7 miles. It was like just under an hour. Like it, it like it was a good run for me personally. I was just everything felt right. Um but if somebody was like, "Hey, hop on this treadmill for an hour and set it on 7 miles an hour and just stick with it." I would I would not be like I would just lose my mind having to do that in the same place over and I over I do again. always seem to go longer distances when I'm actually like out like outside riding cause like I'll start like you know I'll start a trail and everything will be like nice and picturesque and whatever and I'll have like I'll have my fun tunes going and I won't even intend to go that far but then I'll just be like oh I'm 15 miles from my house just cause like 
I got things distracting me from the fact that I'm doing exercise, even though cycling is exercising I enjoy. I definitely run faster outside. I don't know yeah. what it is. I try to set the treadmill for the same speed I run when I'm outdoors. It yeah. feels insanely fast, and I don't know how that's true. Right? No, it, it really yeah. does. Like, mathematically, I know I'm running this speed, but on a uh -huh. treadmill, you can't do it. Yeah, it's like, I can't, I can't even keep it up for like five minutes. I'm like, how? I'm running faster than outside sometimes. And it's like, I don't know how. It makes that, no sense. That makes me feel better about your treadmill habits. That it's not just like. Yeah, no, and plus, I, um, I tend to get up at 5 a.m. to work out, so it's still dark, and I can't run outside in the dark okay, if I lay up by myself. That's fair. Not too. I have also never run on a treadmill with a TV in front of me. Yeah. I would be curious if I had a show I was really into, if that would take away. Because my thing is, I usually need, like, when it comes to exercise, like, two external sources of, like, stimulation. And usually when I'm running, it's, like, the changing scenery and getting to look at the buildings around me and the music. Yeah. Um, and so, like, if if I go running without music, I, I only have one, and then I get lost in my thoughts. And if I'm on a treadmill with music, I'm not seeing new things. But, like, a show or a movie would kind of cover both mm -hmm. bases. So I would be... It, that would be interesting. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a long time before I have the space for a treadmill and a TV, like, all <laughs> in the same room. But... but it's a goal for point. you. Yeah. What I can do that's actually nice is I can roll my rower out to the living room, set that in front of the TV. Um, Not bad. No, it is very nice. It barely fits. It's like... Valid. Like, I'm right on top of it. <laughs> yeah, one of my, like, hacks for myself when I was still at Geneseo and had, like, access to the gym there is that I would, like, pick a show and, like, watch it on my phone, like, with headphones while I was at the gym, and I would only ever watch it at the gym, and I'd be like, well... Ooh. Guess yep. I gotta go to the gym if I wanna watch the next episode. That's what I do. I have a show that I only watch in my because I have a bike and stuff downstairs. I call it my my little home gym with my TV down there. I love it. I just pick a show and that's all I watch. I've been watching The Sopranos because I never watched that when it was on, so I only watch it when I'm down there. And I'll often leave off in the middle of an episode because when I'm done with my workout, I'm done with my workout, and so I'll stop it, you know. And so then that's my incentive to. I dig it. Like, yeah. No. Oh, it, that that is definitely a, very, a thing that worked um, for me and i think that's the thing i'm definitely gonna stick with because like i can't there's really no way for me to like watch something on my phone while i'm on my bike you can't it's just not safe i mean yeah. that but like while i'm on like my stand like you know if i'm just like in my basement there's really no good place to like put it even if i am like stationary and not like needing to actually navigate yeah but like that's one of my things like I would like to have, you know, either just a corner where, like, I, you know, in, like, a living room or whatever, like, a corner where I could stick my bike on the stand when it's, like, winter and I'm not riding outside and I could just, like, you know, drag it in front of the TV, enjoy something, push it back off to the side, or, like, you know, just some little extra room where I put boxes and also my bike and can have a TV. That'd be nice. It's not quite the same thing. I have this under-desk bike here that, like, folds up. I love Which that. Is... My room is already so cramped, though. I thought about taking it downstairs and just pedaling, like, when I'm benching TV, so I'll just pedal and then, like, knit and watch TV at the same time. That's not really a bad idea, on. honestly. 
now. So I'm burning calories, but because I'm using both my hands to knit and then my feet to pedal. Hell yeah. But I'm so I am curious, is is your preference for the treadmill like like if you could have your perfect outdoors, if if you had like a perfect trail that was right outside your house and the lighting was fine and all of that, would you still prefer the treadmill because you can immerse your brain in something that that holistically or at that point would you like I I I I'm just curious like where the preference comes from. I think it depends on the day. Okay. I do love trail running. The I guess the main problem that I have is bad asthma and allergies. Okay, that's and, fair. Um, yeah, and so I guess that, that's a big part of the problem because like I've only run outside twice this entire like year, mm. and both times I spent the rest of the day like coughing and hacking as of my. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that's a big part of it. So if we could remove that part of things, and I got yeah. to run on my favorite trail, and it was daylight, and I wasn't worried about someone attacking me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah, that's the fun and part yeah, about being on a bike. Yeah. I'm fast. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I um, I haven't been trail running much lately, but I used to like, mm. I'd go out and just start running, and got my headphones in, and then it'd be like, all of a sudden, wait a minute. How long? I am six miles into the middle of the woods. Yep. I have no way to defend myself. <laughs> I am now terrified. Let me turn around and run even faster. <laughs> yeah. well, there's some motivation for you. Yeah. yeah. I did that way too many times. It was sort of making me nervous. That's I, no, that's very fair. Yeah, I okay. too people being attacked in the woods. Yeah. Ooh. One too many Criminal Minds episodes. I just finished listening to a podcast oh, yeah. about backpacker murders, where people were just, like, shooting hikers in the woods. Were you listening to the Australian yeah. serial killers episode? We are working our way through the same podcast. <laughs> Last podcast, baby. Oh, I have a pentagram on my sweatshirt. I know Henry Zabrowski would approve. But it's like, you know, listening to stuff like that, I know the odds of it happening aren't good, but, you know, yeah. it just yeah a little bit so there's that too yeah the odds are even lower in 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 your basement yeah 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 it doesn't stop me from like every single sound i hear like what was that yeah <laughs> i do that to it's just like quite that frequently. yeah but there's something eerie about it yeah i guess i would have different running locations based on the time of day i would go running and the time of year I would have, I loved running around one of two lakes that were near me, but I could only do that obviously during daylight hours. So I had a backed up residential place near my old office. And now I have two options. One is a trail and one I can basically just run through the neighborhood, which is kind of fun. It's a somewhat touristy area. And then there are parks. So you kind of get some fun mix of people watching. That's cool. But you can tell by people's body language sometimes, like, there was this guy that just, he had just accepted his fate. This girl was just going into him. And it wasn't even, like, an angry, like, dynamic kind of, like, can't do it. She was just so angry. She was calm. Like, oh, so this is how it is, huh? That's it. <laughs> like, <"Ooh." laughs> I'm going to hang her up. Oh, I would have slowed down. 100%. I want to see the tweet. Yeah, there was this tweet. I was looking <laughs> through my <laughs> looking through my yeah. Twitter bookmarks because I was looking for something that we referenced in the Halloween episode to link. 
<laughs> and as I was scrolling through my Twitter legs, I saw this tweet by one a person whose name whose Twitter display name is F Thought Bitch Gerald. So first of all, <laughs> nice. But yeah. her tweet was like in response to like somebody talking about like some sort of like celebrity gossip or whatever. And her response was who, I'm a slimy bitch, give me the slop. Oh my gosh. And I've never related to something more in my life. Because my I too am a slimy bitch. You definitely sent me that. Oh, I probably have. Like, yeah. I've shared a lot of my Twitter bookmarks with either of you. But yes, you know, you know sometimes tea that doesn't involve you personally it's just really entertaining oh well, you do miss out on that on the treadmill but that's one of the reasons why running on the treadmill at the gym is a little because so when i'm when i run on my treadmill here at home i i watch tv but when i run on the treadmill at the gym i just listen to podcasts you know nice. um, because that that frees up my eyes to look around the gym uh and you know it's it's basic people watching there's not a lot of drama like that but like um just recently they installed basically sort of like a crossfit like you know functional training area at my gym and the way that it's set up is that all the cardio equipment is on like a balcony that overlooks the rest of the gym including the functional training area <laughs> so you see people like throwing tires and stuff yeah, yeah, they got they got the big ass tires over there, and they got the ropes, you know. Um, but what's most amusing is that they had these like big platform things um, that you can stack up to make different heights. It is for jumping onto them and off of them again, which is um, okay, yeah, yeah, a good leg workout. I do something similar with my trainer, but yeah, um, but these are like these can get like really high oh some people are nuts it's really impressive oh no did someone eat it <laughs> did they fall off the balcony because that would kind of be hilarious oh they would they would be very horribly injured i mean it's high up um but like yeah they i saw i watched this guy like you know i'm just plodding along listening to my podcast and i'm watching this guy like gradually stack up oh, every no. single platform oh, and i know probably like this high on like almost chin height some people can do it though like i've seen it done it's terrifying i mean yeah but he this was, guy was he was not so one of them confident. he went like so far back to get a running start and he just ran his little heart out and launched and just right to the side oh, no buddy <laughs> You know, yeah, like, good on him for trying. I didn't mean to, like, mock him, you know, but he and he actually he tried a second time and he barely made it. And so he perseverance. Yeah. Every time I see someone stacking up those platforms, <laughs> I <laughs> looks over. Well, I got a different kind of show at the gym. I love that for you. That sounds very entertaining. Yeah, it's fun. Decent people watching. I dig it. Public, but yeah. So there's different levels of interest on treadmills depending on what treadmill you're on and where. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, the treadmill right at my house, um, you are staring at exposed brick and some spiders. I mean, the brick sounds nice. It's like kind of gross though. It's a little moldy. Okay. Our basement like floods. 
Wonderful. it's not ideal which is why i'm disappointed that there's like when i'm on my like bike on the stand that there's no really good place to like put my phone to watch something because i'm just staring at exposed insulation and spiders get yourself an old music stand yeah that is not a bad idea and if you have a tablet that's better i used to use a tablet before i had the tv that is not a bad idea at all. I actually, um, I used to just stack up random things in a tower to sit my tablet on. I talked about this on an episode earlier. That's what I used to do with my camera until I got, like, an actual camera stand, which is wonderful. I don't know how I lived like that. Oh, my laptop is currently on a pile of magazines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Man, I feel like uh, all of the running things that we've said have been pretty broad appeal and not very, like, esoteric. Yeah. Maybe there's one like, guy out there who, like, ties his shoelaces around his ankles. Oh, speaking of that, okay, I know I brought that up, like, the first time that I came on. So, I did some research. I think it was, like, that guy's first day or something because... There is a tie for that for hiking boots, where you tie your laces around the back of your hiking boot. So it's not on your ankle, it's on, it's around the boot, and it's supposed to, like, anchor your, your ankle or something. And he must, because it was, like, one of those, like, running hiking stores, must have, like, somebody was like, hey, this is a cool tie. And he was like, must be universal. <laughs> and then I was like, this is on my ankle, sir. Yeah, sir? I feel like that would, like very quickly like give you blisters oh yeah i was like nope like the back of my ankle will be like raw and bloody if i run with like my laces tied around the back of it yeah um also how long are those laces i feel like none of my running shoes have laces long enough to do that didn't tell you it was it was um well like it, it it only like went around once or something i don't know it was a while ago but after we talked about it, it was bugging me, and I had to find it, and I found that it 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 is a legitimate way of tying shoes for like cardio work, just boots for hiking, not hmm. running. That was actually the first thing I thought about in mentioning running, like hot takes. Was like I'm a very devoted to um, the runner's loop as a lacing method. I know there's yeah. another lace locks. Redo like the little. Yeah. It's really not a thing you can describe very well and does not translate to an audio, primarily audio medium. No. I like I I know exactly what you're talking about, but <laughs> it is not exactly like a two bunny ear sort of tie. Yeah. It's like I could go grab a pair of my shoes from the other yeah. way. I have like that's a of running shoes. The two bunny ears, like that's a rudder's loop or whatever. Runners. Runners. I can't think about how to describe it. <laughs> no, it's um, it's not about how you actually tie the shoes. It's about how you put the laces through the holes in the shoes. Gotcha. Interesting. And then how you feed the the laces through that. Sorry, my cat has climbed inside of my work messenger bag and is digging into it. You can you can <laughs> handle that if you need to. <laughs> Hold on, she's right here. 
Yes, show us the baby. She likes to she likes to burrow in things. And if you leave any open, you will burrow. She is very weird. Oh, I thought you were grabbing her. I was like, show me the child. Oh, I mean, you she's still right there. Both of them are touching each other actually right now, right there. Show me the child. Hey Luna. Luna, we've had a request. She's gonna be like, um, you know I don't like being picked up, man. Too bad. The people must see. Hello. This little girl likes to um, dig into whatever she can dig into. So if she perceives something as being like an opening, she will get in there and just dig, dig, dig. Oh, so beautiful. She is very weird. She's curious. We love her. That was one of the first things I ever saw her do at the shelter was um, they have like these couches. They let the cats just roam around so you can meet them. And they have these covers on the couches so that they can easily take them off and wash them when they get all furry and stuff. Oh, sorry. Um, and she somehow got between the couch and the cover. Nice. And just burrowed right to the middle and uh, just laid there, took a nap. Just underneath the couch cover. Cave safe. <laughs> yeah, I got lots of pictures and videos of her burrowing under blankets on the couch and just being a lump on her blanket. We love it. <laughs> we love her. My... Yeah. My uh, my tattoo person, he has a black Maine Coon whose name is Vlad. Inc- um, incredible. Mm-hmm. Everything about I that sentence was great. I love this cat so much. Yeah. No, this cat like just falls asleep in the sink, and I love him so much. Good boy. I want a cat. I want a kitty. They are bizarre, bizarre creatures. I know. I love them. Unique personalities. I've never met that that uh, didn't have its own quirks. Like, you know, unique set of quirks. Shout out to my neighbor's cat that bit me. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, he was, uh, I think he was very salty that uh, dad was on vacation and I was there providing food instead. So one time I like, you know, I went up to him, you know, put my hand out so he could, like, sniff it or whatever, and he, like, you know, sniffs my hand, starts rubbing up against it, decides that he doesn't like that he is touching me, and then bit me. Yeah. I don't know, man. I am sorry that I'm not dad. And I was salty that he didn't like me, because he's a very fat orange cat. Love an orange boy. Just, like, a, a wonderful, a wonderful fat boy. I wanted, I wanted to be able to just, like, lug him around like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> that was not the case. Deeply that disappointing. Was I was gonna get an orange cat, and then I met Luna. I've told you this many times. I just want a big, fluffy, like, absolute unit of a cat that I can manhandle. Yep. <laughs> just, just a boy that likes being tossed around. That is not my cats. They are tiny and dainty. Uh, your cats are very tiny and dainty. No, I I want an absolute unit of a feline. Um, I I know that cat. His name is Norman. He is my brother's cat. Thick boy. <laughs> he is a giant orange blob, and he has grown up with small children his whole life, so he doesn't really care what people do to him. That's that's what I need. Absolutely wonderful. Just a big. Big thick friend. Mm-hmm. Amazing. 
Love it. Norman is a boy. And I will call him Beef Stroganoff. If you got a black cat, you could, like, walk with him, kind of sitting around your shoulders on Halloween. Yes. Just fully draped. Oh, my God. I've got one of those over there. The funny thing is that... Voidy. Nyx is the size that she probably could comfortably sit on your shoulder. Well, yeah, she weighs, like, six or seven pounds. Like, she could just perch... Like, you know like you know how in, like, cartoons, the witch will have, like, the black cat, like, sitting on her shoulder? Like, you could literally do that. Yeah. If she would stay still. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't know how to stay still. Yeah, that might be a yeah. bit of a problem, but, like, theoretically it's possible. Yeah. Like, I was, like, she was right next to me. I was, like, maybe I'll pick her up and display her, too. But, no, she would wiggle. Um, she's made of slime. She is slime in the shape of a cat. She magically, it's like um, oil and water trying to pick her up. Like, I don't know how she... That's why you got you gotta <laughs> wait for her to be on a blanket and then just take the corners and... <laughs> It is very comical. Gotcha. It's almost, I mean, I, I, I do it on occasion to, like, throw her out of my room when she won't leave Harley alone or something. But, you know, if you're trying to pick her up and she suspects something, like, you know, the vet or medicine, she'll... It's magic. Impressive. The black cat? Well, she's got that black cat magic. I know <laughs> that I could pick my dog up if she would let me. If she would just let me do it, I know I could. I love Cypher so much. She's like sixty pounds. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit. She's it's a bit. Of she's a good sized dog, but again, I know I could do it. I know I could scoop her up if she would just let me do it. But she doesn't want to be picked up. I love picking up Echo. Like, I know. Her knees just disappear. She just How like, all four. Like... She's got to weigh a good like fifty pounds, right? Who? Echo. Echo. Yeah, she's about sixty-five pounds. She's very but she's lucky. smaller than Piper. She's like a little smaller than Piper, but like more solid. Yeah. I just assumed more of her was firm. <laughs> oh, no. She has tons of that. I mean, yeah. hang on. Like, this is from the last time I brushed her. Like, just for about five minutes or so. And, like... That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no. You could, you could also brush another dog out of Piper. <laughs> but again, if she would just let me do it. I know. I that reminds that reminds me of the truly horrifying thing that still haunts my nightmares that you sent me the other day, Bridget. The cat hair. That's uh. Yeah, it was bad. I hated it, and if I had to see it, you did too. Some insane person on the internet like needle felted like three like human size like cat people sculptures out of like discarded cat hair. They're horrifying. They're absolutely horrifying. That's disturbing. Extremely. When I close my eyes, I can still see it. <laughs> like it's like burnt. <laughs> I know. Ugh, I hate it. That was definitely a thanks. I hate it moment. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> One of the best sentences in in any language, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking about putting the animals around your neck. To tie that back to the running, at the, one of the lakes I would run around, there was this person that would just walk around with a parrot on their shoulder. I love it. Curious, like, how did this come to be? Where did you get this parrot? Oh. How are you okay with just walking around with it like that? <laughs> it might have its wings clipped. 
Yeah. Maybe. Wait. So, years ago, I was at the crossings in Colony, and there was a woman who I saw there more than once because I was going there once. Saw her more than once. Who was like walking her rabbit. Amazing. The rabbit was fully on a leash. Amazing. I kid you not. I have pictures somewhere. I'm sure they'll resurface at some point. But like, just her and her rabbit. Amazing. Incredible. Show stopping. Yeah. I mean, I walk around public places with my snake. Like, she she has gone to the park. One of my favorite things, a few years back, I was at a bar here in Rochester, and um, we were just leaving, and I saw these people coming in with a stroller, you know, and so I assume it's a baby in there. But then I realized the stroller has, like, a mesh around it. Was it a cat? No. Was it a dog? No. Where is this going? It was a pig! (laughs) If I was drunk at a bar, like, with the girls, and I saw that, I don't know if anything could top that feeling. Yeah, no, it was was amazing, because, like, of all the things, I assumed it was going to be, like, a little, uh, like, a toy dog, you know? Uh, did not did not see the pig coming. I mean, it was kind of a it's a pretty hipstery kind of bar. Valid. It's one of those places where it's like um, like old timey decor, and the bartenders dress up in like old timey clothes, and they do the cocktail shaking, and like they're all fancy, like you know, fifteen dollar cocktails. So it's pretty hipstery. So those, maybe not. I gotta say, those like teacup pigs, they are so freaking adorable. I lost my mind. I wish I would have taken a picture of it, but I was so like in the moment, just so overwhelmed. Understandable. I might be a terrible person. I would probably start being really hungry for bacon. <laughs> oh, they do have like a little food truck out back that primarily serves pork now that I think of it. I don't think I thought about it at the time. Fair That's enough. a little. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> say, like, I, there's a lot of animals that are technically livestock that I do find adorable. Like, Aside from being livestock, like cows are freaking cute. Huh. <laughs> what else? What other livestock is there? Cows, pigs, sheep are really like... cute. What is it? Sheep. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're not bad, but they're they're gross and smelly, and they yeah, they're not clean. They're not, but lambs are really cute. We do eat those. This is also true. Sheep eat lamb. Like once they're grown up, apparently the meat's not. I don't know. I think that's mutton. Like when it's like oh, an adult sheep. But I don't really think that's much of a thing anymore. Not really. I mean, that just makes me think of like medieval time type stuff, you know? Turkeys are terrifying. Oh yeah, no. Ducks. Oh my god, ducks are so freaking cute. Geese are not cute. Ducks are cute. Geese are not cute. Uh, said this before and I will say it again. Geese wake up every day and choose violence. They do! And I wish they didn't, because they really are such funky little boys. That's another downside to running outside. Geese. Yeah. We've got a ton of geese around here, and I have had to stop and run the other way multiple times. I have encountered geese on my bike, and I, like, have had to, like, ring the bell loudly until they got out of the path, because I was like, I'm not 
passing close to you. Yeah, no, the geese are, like, territorial and aggressive around here. They, like, rove in packs, menacing, like, gangs. And then they make the sidewalks, like, a minefield. Yeah. Where you watch where you run if you don't want your shoes to get disgusting. Gross. And if they have goslings... What about the goslings? If you have goslings, you, you can't look at them, or their mom will, like, come at you. Or at least she did to me, like... I was I gave her space. I was on the other side of the trail. I'm like, all right. She came at me and I was like, oh, this is how we're gonna be. Okay. And I this hate is that, where... I hate that baby <laughs> geese are cute. <laughs> they look so they look so soft. I just want to scoop them up. Me too. But I, I can't do that. I'm like it's gosling season. They're precious. <laughs> oh, also a call out of my sister. One time we were driving and we like by the side of the road there was a little pond and there was a bunch of little baby geese following their mother <laughs> and my sister pointed at them and goes look at the goose ducklings <sighs> and we still laugh at her for that today That's of course you do you have to legally required yeah all right well, well we've added a good half hour to this nicely done everybody pro ramblers I'm sorry that I'm, like, in a bat cave over here. I do not do, like, teleconferences very much. It is pretty dark. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I think professional... That should be, like, a thing we add to the podcast description or something. Or, like, to, our, like, our... I don't know, business card. Professional ramblers. Ooh. No, we don't. But wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Things to think about. Um, thinking about things I should point out in relation to when this episode is going to be released. Because by the time this is released, we're definitely going to be streaming that weekend, so check that out. I think that's going to be episode three we're going to be talking about of Squid Game. So that'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Actually going to have the entire thing binged by that point. Yay. And we can all walk on eggshells together. Yeah. That's fine. How far, how far are you? I have still only watched episode two. I okay. was going to binge it yesterday, but then I got um, re-addicted to Skyrim. It's fine. <laughs> we'll have that. Happens to the best of us. Um, But yeah, I really think that's the only like major thing to look out for, at least by the time this is going to be released. Mm-hmm. On November 5th. November 5th. Nice. Today is November 5th. Yes. <laughs> That's so meta. <laughs> okay. Allison, thank you for joining us. You've been yes. our first guest in quite a while, which yeah. is very cool. Or at least first guest with the like actual three host rotation. So, yay. Thank you. Very much appreciated. Yeah. And of course, always welcome back. Anyone... Anyone who comes on here is always welcome to come back whenever. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. Well, we will see y'all again next week, and we will see y'all on Sunday. Adios. Bye. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, 
iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at And Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.